This is the Writer Who Reads podcast coming to you direct from New Orleans, Louisiana. Hello, is it me you're looking for? Hi, honey. This is Kate Austin, the writer who doesn't read enough. This is Trapper Kenshin, her friend. <laughs> I'm kidding. This is Trapper Kenshin, the writer who doesn't You're write like, enough. You're like, I write enough, and I'm not going to say that intro anymore, so <laughs> I'm just your friend. <laughs> Doing you a favor by being your co-host. I'm teasing. I Thank still you. don't write enough. No, me either. That's going to be us for the rest of time, by the way. So. <laughs> How could you ever write enough, though? I know. Every writer should be like, yeah. until my hands are bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know. This is dark. This whole episode's going to be dark because... <laughs> it's special. It's special. We say that about every episode, but this one is really special because it's going to completely abandon... We're the, breaking form. Yeah, the format yeah. is going to just be completely thrown out the window mm-hmm. and we'll talk about what's outside our window in a second outside our window <laughs> that was a that was a shout out to melissa etheridge i'm just staring at you in horror a silent horror well you know <laughs> when we first were getting started with the episode i've been pretending to be deborah carr and the king and i singing getting to know you mm, yes you have wasn't edgy enough for her so i figured melissa etheridge yeah and I didn't know that was from The King and I. I was just singing all the words. Mm-hmm. So that's She remembers cute. it from the Chase Bank commercial from like 2002. Stop. Stop. That was a thing. A thing. I don't know. <laughs> well then, yeah, that's where I remember it from. I don't know. Anyway, this is episode 10. And we decided that we're going to do something extra special. It feels like we've recorded, just by the way, uh-huh. a thousand episodes, not nine. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, no, I'm like, when we're old just- pros. <laughs> And you just said, we've got nine episodes under our belt. I'm like, that's it. And I looked at you like with pride and you were just like quaking. <laughs> like, like, I feel like I'm a hundred years old. The journey has been long <laughs> and we've taken but a footstep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this is a big milestone. It's like our first double digit episode. We're going to do something really weird and different, you know? Be proud. I'm excited. I really am. Don't be weary. <sighs> I've taken a deep breath. Yeah. I'm invigorated. Uh-huh. I'm ready to persevere. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I can't say let's get into it because this is it. We're going to be doing a getting to know you episode. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. So, I mean, if you've listened to all nine of our episodes and you've wondered, I wonder what these people are like outside of the podcast sphere, then this is the episode mm-hmm. for you. So I just need to do this to just like feed my soul and say, so let's get into it. Let's start at the very beginning. <laughs> what are we starting at the very beginning good of? Place to start. Well, I figure we can start with the beginning of our friendship. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I think we talked a little bit about our friendship in general in the Jesse Fawcett yeah. episode. Yeah, but that was like a few months into our friendship. So this will be a good way to get to know us, and it'll be good for me because I can't remember all the details of how we first met. I remember it verbatim. We met. In a step class. Yes. <laughs> At LSU's gym. In the rec center. Yeah, and I was there with my friend Gabby, and you were there with your friend who was like this Caribbean... She was from the Caymans. Okay, yeah. Miss McConnell. Uh-huh. And the class was led by Erica, the famous like can I, aerobic instructor. Can I give you a hard time about her? No. Because you used to swear that you had a crush on her. No, I remember telling you that I thought she was like an ideal woman. Yeah. 
And I got really annoyed by that, I think. Maybe I, I thought that you were, like, really into her and it threw mm-hmm. me because I, I, I was making assumptions about, like, what you liked. Mm-hmm. But it annoyed me because she was, like, this petite, like, small white woman, which is, like, what everybody I think wants. she was from my neck of the woods. And I found um, And she led every, literally every exercise class at LSU. She was really sweet. <laughs> she was the cycling coach. She uh-huh. was the aerobics coach. She yeah. was the step coach. I didn't know that because I only went to that step class like twice and I was like, I'm done with exercise. She was wonderful, but uh-huh. I remember that. We met. I thought you and Gabby were sisters. Which is crazy. No, you're of opposite races. Yeah, opposite races. <laughs> what is that? Meaning she's a Latina, you're a black woman. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's how we first met. And I guess when you're young and you're in college, you're a little more brazen. Yeah, and like everyone can be your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how it got started. We introduced ourselves. It took us a while, though. I think it wasn't the first class that we met, was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. Okay, so. And then I saw y'all in a hall later. Yeah, so you and McConnell were behind me and Gabby yes. in our little step class. And um, you were making just like funny sounds the whole time. Was I really? You were like, ooh! <laughs> like the whole time. Seriously? Yeah, we were like laughing, like how oh, this guy I is really funny. Really? Oh, yeah, but God. like not loudly so the whole class could hear. Like it was only because we were so close to you. And that kind of opens the like lines of communication, like when someone's having a good time mm-hmm. and stuff. So I don't remember what conversation we had. I think it was just like a real breezy sort of like, oh, are you two sisters? And like, you all said something to me, and I was like, haha, oh, are you two sisters? And yeah. I was like, no. And it was like, ah, okay, we'll right. see, see you around. never. Yeah. <laughs> and then we bumped into each other in a hall. Yeah, and... I think it was me and Gabby had like some geology class, which I dropped after like a mm-hmm. week into it for whatever reason. I don't know how I got through college. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you had a class that followed that class. So mm-hmm. Gabby would get out, and you would be waiting for your class to start. Right. So y'all would talk, and then I would be in the general vicinity because I don't know why. And then like we were like, come to my house for a dinner party out of nowhere. Whereas nowadays I would never invite strangers to my house for a dinner party as our first like real hangout. But you did it. (laughs) Well, you know that was that is and was the way I interact. Uh huh. I don't do the like, hey, let's go and like sit at the bar. No, let's go to like. No, at that age, it would have been Reggie's. Ugh. Oh, Unless you had this place called Tigerland that's dangerous and terrible. Don't ever go. Uh-uh. And that's where 18-year-olds would go to drink. We, you know, and I think we fancied ourselves fairly elegant for 18 Oh, we thought we were so wonderful. <laughs> and you had a nice apartment, mm-hmm. and you cook like a chef. How do you rate chefs? This is a five-star chef. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> like, much. Trapper, I don't know where you learned this, but Trapper is one of the best I appreciate that. chefs that I've met. And I've mentioned this before in this podcast. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I, it was in college that I learned to cook mm. through cookbooks. You're lying because not, like we were 18 and you were already just like Mwah. the first time I learned to like I really cooked was through a cookbook. Holy crap! It was. Um, it, in fact, it's one of your favorite cookbooks and one of mine. <gasps> Ina Gardens. Oh. Back to basics. <laughs> and you I, know what makes it so good is that one salad recipe. The Cape Cod yep. salad. That's yep. still your favorite salad, isn't it? Hands down, if someone was like, the last salad you could ever have. Cape <laughs> Cod salad made by Trapper's hands. <laughs> like, so good. And that was the start of something that nobody anticipated. No. The dinner parties yeah. became a, like bi-monthly ritual. I needed that. And mm-hmm. I, like, I'm so grateful still to this day of that time that we had. Mm-hmm. Just like in your apartment. Knowing that I'm going to eat so much good food yeah. and cheat on my diet because I was always on a diet. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I would just eat and drink until I was silly and just like 
fall asleep in yes. here. Because we always slept over. Yeah, in my queen-size bed, all three of us yeah. fall into that. <laughs> we would fall into your bed, and I'd always wake up sweating. But, like, we would just lay in that bed. Gabby would fall asleep immediately, and me and you would just stay up whispering until, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> Which is still what we do. <laughs> literally what we do. <laughs> but that's how it all got kicked off, I'd say. And, yeah. And it just so happened you and I were both... English majors. Mm-hmm, with the so same concentration in creative be, writing. Mm-hmm. Well, you double majored. I did. I was literature and creative writing. Yeah. But you and I had a lot of overlapping, so we got to see each other. Yeah, yeah. And Gabby and was along for the ride. <laughs> Gabby was like, I have no idea what we're talking about. She's like an interior design mm-hmm. person. So she was in this really intensive program that was completely opposite to what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And we would just talk about writing the whole time. And she'd be like, no idea what any of these words mean, but I just love the food and the company. Literally, so yeah, Gabby was kind of like, neato. You know, like the whole time. <laughs> and I'm going to go to sleep early. <laughs> that was fun. And then we, college ended. Yeah. And like you came home to New Orleans. Yeah. And you stayed in Baton Rouge yeah. for a little while for about a year and we fell out of touch yeah and I wound up going to Detroit, to Detroit for grad school yeah. you wound up going to school in, in Seattle, Seattle. <laughs> and then we got in touch and then you visited me in Detroit let me just say that I credit myself with us getting back in touch yes. I think I like texted you like it's been a year since we've talked and I'm falling apart mm-hmm. and it was just so surreal for like the last time we spoke was like literally probably at graduation mm-hmm. at LSU and then I call you and I'm like we haven't talked in a year and I feel ter- about it, terrible about it and I was like where are you and you're like Detroit and I'm like sitting in my studio in Seattle I was like how did we get to this point <laughs> I, and look, and it had crossed my mind. You know what I mean? When you're like, oh my God, I wonder where this person is. And uh-huh. But because you've fallen out of touch, you're kind of like... Scared. I'm not going to bother them. They've probably got all this stuff going on. Yeah. So yeah. when you reached out, it was wonderful. Yeah. And then actually I moved back to New Orleans and then I visited you. That's right. In Detroit. And that was fun yeah. to see your life up there. That was crazy. I know. What a brilliant little time for me. I know. I, I wish that we could almost like... Rewind, but yes. then we wouldn't be sitting right here doing a podcast. Every step leads you, you know, in the right direction. Yeah. So for, but our paths diverged. They came back together, and I haven't let go of you since. No. And I, like, you were talking. We always talk about like where we might move next and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, literally today, I was like, "How do you feel about LA?" Because that's <laughs> obviously where we're moving. I don't even know if I asked you how you feel. I was like. Because you know know. how I feel about L.A. Yeah, like, we're moving to L.A., we're going to live in a shoebox, and we're going to talk every morning until 3 a.m., and it's (laughs) going to be great. (laughs) Uh, So, we have a very special, meaningful relationship. Definitely. We're at the stage, officially. Uh Uh-huh. We've known each other for long enough now that few things could ever... Yeah. ...really destroy it. (laughs) If we survived Iceland, I think... That was so much harder on you, I think, than it was for me. (laughs) I don't remember it being as I have to trialsome. say, I, I could have gone to Iceland with anyone and struggled. I think that I imagine it to be this, like, super easy, breezy utopia. Mm-hmm. And they are still, like, they've gained a lot of interest and popularity over the past few years. Mm-hmm. But they're still, like, reinforcing their infrastructure to handle the amount of tourists coming yes. through. And I, th- I think maybe that and my naivety... Naivety? Naivete? Naivete? Really? Naivete? I know. However, however, <laughs> I was dumb and I expected it to be easier than it was. So I was like, oh my God. And, we, <laughs> and I was just the whole time just like, this is fun. Yay, <laughs> wonderful. I didn't realize that like 
dad was having a panic attack. Dad was having a horrible vacation to Disney World. <laughs> it was like, you were Chevy Chase, and I'm like, everybody else in the family. <laughs> All in one. Yeah. Just having a, just like the most ridiculous experience. I had so much fun on that trip. And I, I had fun too. I would do it all again. The accidentally pulling out way too much money mm-hmm. out of the ATM. The renting the unfortunate vehicle the called duster. a duster. In this... <laughs> In this rough terrain that needed a 4 by 4 Jeep. Oh, honey. Needed like, a Humvee. Yeah. Oh. Eating yogurt and potato chips because... Because yes. all that they that's had. all that they had. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how you feel. I would not have wanted to do that trip with anybody but you. No. I think maybe my sister I would have been okay with, but anyone else I would have strangled I, 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 I couldn't. I could not have done it with my brother. No. <laughs> I couldn't. Um, it was rough. But it was... It was a special... That was a bonding experience. Oh, it was. I think we we know so much more about each yeah, other. it's like when there's a hard freeze and you forget to cover your fruit tree and, like, it doesn't die, so ultimately it's stronger in the spring. You always have to do this, because... whether we're doing an actual podcast or just chatting. You give some weird example and I have to be like, totally, I never cover my fruit trees. You're so right. <laughs> but that's how we met and we have a lot of intersectionality in mm-hmm. our relationship we have a yeah. lot of things in common some things not in common but yeah. one thing we have in common is our love of reading and yeah, writing writing even though i'm the author who doesn't read enough <laughs> and i'm the author who doesn't write enough yeah oh well oh we didn't get to talk about while we were trying to film this film this i, I keep saying film this like people can see us keep mm. time to record Freudian this. slip i know right it's like come see us on our webcam show oh, <laughs> that sounds oh. dirty yeah <laughs> But yeah, there was a massive fight with our neighbors outside, oh. and we were just like glued to the window. <laughs> yeah, and it, y'all, it was. Yeah, talking about writing, we were craft, crafting like a story around the entire <laughs> thing. We we're like, oh my god, it's a lovers' quarrel, and yes. the girl. We're like literally, <laughs> they, two of our neighbors were looking for a third one who we had seen crawl under a vehicle and then hide under a house. Yes, and we we're like they just don't know that she's across the street under the house. Oh, and then throw in Opal the cat doing investigative. Things. The neighborhood cat is like hissing at the person hiding, <laughs> and the people are like, "Where is she, girl?" Dim wits, <laughs> and it was intense. And we, there was an emotional reunion at the end. There was like I was saying, it was like a three act play where <laughs> we saw the whole thing, like laying on our stomachs, peering out my window. Yes. Yeah. If you've ever seen the opera Electra, this was somewhat similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Greek uh, tragedy. Yes. But is it a tragedy if there was a mm-hmm. wonderful, happy reunion at the end? Yeah, because you and I both know by midnight there's going to be another cussing match and somebody's going to hide under let's a Let's not miss it. We left the window cracked open so we could hear if there's any more yelling. I forgot about that. Yeah, we have to close that window. <laughs> but yeah, while that was happening, and then also. Across the Mississippi River is the nastiest. I don't even want to talk uh, about it. I mean, I told Trapper I'm gonna do the best I can to end Buku Fest. So if if this episode is not filled with EDM music in the background, we will post it. And if it is, then enjoy episodes 11 and 12 because <laughs> there's no episode 10. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so. This has been episode 10 of the Writer Who Reads podcast. I'm your host, Kate Austin. I'm Trapper Kinchin. And thanks for joining us as we try to read a little more. Write a little better. And and explore the the human human condition condition together.
R.I.P. Heather. <laughs>